Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads, boys and girls, children and porky pigs of all ages. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We are once again coming at you live. Who's saying coming at you live? Was that um, Dawkins? Was that Winger? I don't think that's Winger. Huh. Somebody look it up on their phone. Who's saying coming at you live? (laughs) Coming at you live. Tesla? I don't know. <laughs> it was an 80s song. Anyways, welcome back to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website Tesla. where you can find out. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, I knew. Look I, at that. After about five, one. You have to <laughs> get some bands sooner or later. You get it. Uh, check out LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. All the cool stuff is there. All the kids are hanging out. That's where you can become a member of our inner circle group and uh, have all kind of parties. I've been doing a bunch of live videos in there lately. <clears throat> don't worry guys we're gonna find a way to do the podcast on video and live again I'm uh, exploring some options uh, something where we won't have to put up with freaking uh, you know censorship yeah Facebook's you know constantly screwing yeah. around with us I, I have some ideas I'm not gonna get into that right now I don't wanna stop the podcast no. here are my plans for 2023 <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me that would be funny though <laughs> I'm, I am choking to death oh, no. but um, you know that's gonna be fine too anyways Ludini Rock and Rolls Circus.com is merchandise there. All our back podcasts, old interviews. I've interviewed some really cool people. I was uh, just watching a video from the Midnight Special. We're going to be talking about that here in a minute uh, of heart playing. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed Nancy Wilson. She said she plays that. I think it's a pretty famous video of her playing Crazy on You. She plays yes. it's like extended. Yeah. And she does, yeah. <clears throat> the crowd's clapping along. And the only thing I thought about was like, I was thinking to myself, that's like kind of nerve wracking to have to play, like on a loud rock stage, to have to play an acoustic guitar solo mm-hmm. like that. And you have to really be able to hear yourself. And I'm thinking to myself, and the people are clapping, and I'm going, like, if they start clapping off yeah, out of time, like, or what if they keep speeding up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it becomes a game. She says that she gave Eddie Van Halen his first acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I heard that. Yeah. How Very nice. yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, he he wrote a song and played it to played it for over the phone. Nice. I can't remember. It's one of his favorite songs. It's one of his it's yeah. a famous song of theirs, and I can't remember. It's I one can't of those little happened. acoustic instrumental things uh-huh. you can tuck in. But uh, yeah, so check out LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Wolf's Customs, find them all over social media and WolfsCustoms.online. They do amazing uh, uh, custom paintwork custom artwork on your musical instrument i was skimming through reverb as i do and i saw a kramer yes with the you know with the floyd rose uh-huh. and the uh reverse pointy headstock uh-huh. <clears throat> hollow flashed nice yeah so i'm saying and I, I you know so it looks sick as fuck so get a hold sick of chris thunderwolf dots in at wolfscustoms.com yes. and say i want my guitar to look sick as fuck yeah <laughs> And he will do that. He'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, he should do something. He, his slogan should be, making guitars look sick as fuck since <laughs> 2000 and whatever. <clears throat> so anyways, I'm sorry I'm coughing into the microphone. Oh my. I, um, I'm going to have to do something um, about that at some yeah. point this evening. Yeah. So, uh, and rockrageradio.com, download the, what kind of app is it, Lily? Free. Oh, it's a free yeah, app. Baby. 
where you can hear great music programming 24-7. So check them out. They're great folks. And the radio station is awesome. Speaking of RockRageRadio.com, let's go ahead. We got the full uh, uh, power trio in the house. We have Lily V6. What's, What's up, up, Lil? Oh, uh, all the things. I went to see TSO this weekend. Ooh. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, for those who don't know what that is. Nice. And they played all the Christmas songs. Transsexual Orchestra. No. <laughs> and then, of course, they did all the... Uh, rock versions of all the songs as well, and it was just fantastic. Great light nice. show as well. Um, then I went to Permanis after that and was exhausted. Don't tell me. <laughs> and t- tomorrow I'll be going to see that band, that Krampus band against Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they will be at Jerkles tomorrow night. At Jerkles. Jerkles. Yes. <laughs> Jerk off. <laughs> And I started to watch the ref. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we got to talk that. about that. Like, that's a really good <clears throat> Christmas movie. Yeah, um, it's becoming one of my favorites. I'm only halfway into it, though, because I started it super late last night, kept falling asleep, so I'm going to have to start it from the beginning. However, with the, I'm and like I said, I'm halfway, and I'm already like laughing my ass off the whole it, time. It's off the hook. <laughs> it's it's a total... It, I remember get, renting it. I remember the apartment I was living in in Indiana, and, you know... The little TV we watched it on, and we were just like, I don't know. Somebody said they had heard it was good, uh-huh. so I got it around. It was around Christmas time. In fact, maybe we didn't even watch it around Christmas. I don't think we knew that it was a Christmas movie, right? So I think it was like, well, the you know, name tells you nothing. <clears throat> yeah, and we laughed and laughed and laughed, and it just is fun, right, Kevin? What? The ref. You don't like the ref. You didn't see it. I can't. It's gone out of my memory oh. bank. So now okay. I, I'm going to add it to my list. Okay. <laughs> um, d- um, what's the you, guys cost, you guys yeah. cost me so and much And Kevin Spacey. Yes. Oh, yes. there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, the acting is. I mean, it's a really good movie. Everybody's great in it. All the supporting actors. There's some great character actors from that time. Christine Baranski mm-hmm. is in there too. Yeah, yeah she's hysterical. Wow. That the boy who plays the son is from Pittsburgh. Oh, I didn't and know he that. Hasn't, he wasn't didn't in a lot that. of movies, but around that time, he was in about 10 movies. Okay. Something so like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. But he's actually from uh, Pittsburgh. Nice. <clears throat> his Wikipedia is like, yes, his uh, uh, mother is a professor at Carnegie Mellon University. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Wait, wait, hey, hold on. That's local, Yin said. <laughs> yeah, I love the ref. It's so good. I can't wait to finish it. <laughs> yeah. So, so TSO was great. TSO was fantastic. Where were they again? What room? Uh, they were at PPG. Arena, so we had far up seats, but you could see. Everything. That's the thing yeah. about that 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 going to see that show yeah. because you really it, and there's kind of no bad seat in the house because like right. anywhere you go you can see uh-huh. everything that's the going way they, on. The way they do the stage is fantastic. Yeah, it was wonderful. I love how they make the lighting rig part of the show. Right, like it's turning and everything. It's oh, really cool. Neat. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've seen it. I have not. What? I've seen videos. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's an experience. It was really cool. I I hadn't seen it in 15 years, so it's it's a little different from the one I saw 15 years ago, but, you know, still the Christmas songs and everything, the whole rock vibe. I loved it. Rock vibe! Oh, boy. Um, and uh, so, Mr. Pittsburgh, any hey. any comments? Anything you do this weekend? Any interesting uh, uh, audiovisual entertainment you may have experienced? So, uh, uh, I work at a place now that have live. It has live bands. Yes, oh. I'm, in, I'm in the kitchen, and local band Rough Creek. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Was playing? Okay. Very familiar. And so I'm like, oh, they sound really good. Blah, blah, blah. I got to step out and see, because I'm a gearhead, Lou. Hey, Lou, you ain't know me, right? <laughs> I'm a gearhead, right? I got to go out and see what they got. I got to say, oh, that's got to be a Les Paul. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's probably a nice Fender bass. So I go out, and uh, the first thing I see is the lead singer's got an acoustic guitar, and I just, right on my heels, went right back in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, there ain't no room <laughs> in a band for acoustic guitar all the time. Acoustic. Their country. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It was It was like a good country. It wasn't, you know, because they they kind of rocked things up. Mm. And they played like classic rock. Yeah. You know, just a yeah. little flair of country. Crunchy. They were crunchy. crunchy. It was really good. I see but, them every uh, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. They, they were really good. Cr- they stay crunchy even in milk. <laughs> Do they? What's today? Today is uh, our, the 20th. 20th. Okay. Uh, our old friend Shelly Duff is performing this week there. Nice. I'll have to go. I'll go. Hey, Shelly, it's memory. <laughs> And then I'll get a score. Remember that day I got fired? Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got fired, but like everybody laughed their ass off. So that's, that's right. the most so important. Mission accomplished. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. Oh, I always loved, I always admired guys like that. A lot of times they were assholes, but a lot of times they were just so like, I don't care if this gets me in a world of shit. It's going to mm-hmm. be fucking funny and yep. I'm going to just do it. Exactly. <laughs> You have to kind it's of, gonna be a you good have to story. sort of respect that. You have to sort of respect <laughs> yeah. that. Which is followed by Your Honor. Everyone <laughs> laughed. <laughs> yeah, but Your Honor, everyone laughed. Hear me out. Everyone hear me out. Oh, in that case, everybody's oh, dismissed. Case dismissed. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> but it was funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So Lily saw you guys. <laughs> the ref. The Half ref. of it. The ref. And you, had, you didn't do anything. I've been working, man. I'm, oh, wow, I'm just so happy wow. to have. I'm so happy to have a job. You I'm tired, rough crick. I'm yeah. I'm tired from trying to find a job. <laughs> I don't want you try to find no job. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw you today. <laughs> you were standing on the corner. You were up against a post. Oh my god! I said I'm tired. <laughs> Walking all day. <laughs> trying to find a job. Oh lord. <clears throat> so. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyways, I love that. That's something like if you grew up, I don't know. You could write to me, like, or post it in the in the group. Did your rock station play that song? Mm-hmm. One bird, like that whole thing, because that is pretty obnoxious. Yeah, it's because most rock songs are like you know intro, verse, chorus, verse, solo, mm-hmm. bridge, out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and there's this, but this is this whole long, big long like, story long thing, like that goes yeah. on and on and on. But it like DVE played the shit out of. Oh it. yeah, I, that's why I know all the words. I never <laughs> had to learn it for a tried? band or anything. No, I heard it, it all much. the time. <clears throat> and it's the kind of thing when I first heard it, like it wasn't the thing that I ever thought I would. It, it could project in my mind that I would memorize, right? Because it's like just this long rambling story, and it was funny or whatever. Sure, sure. But I never thought I fucking know the whole thing because. Word for uh, word. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Classic Rock Station. But, nice. but let me, I'm going to post it in the group. Does anybody, did any, any other rock stations like where you lived, if, did they play the shit out of that song to the point where you know it? <laughs> um, what did I do? I went to see a band. Did you know? Yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know their name. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. They were really good. Do you know anybody in the band? <laughs> I don't know anybody in the band. I, I put this in the wrong spot. Let me cut this. Um, yeah. Uh, they were at 31 I'm gonna do uh-huh. on Saturday evening. Okay. And 
Um, do you know who they are? I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to look <clears> it up. If only we had some way to get information right in our hands. <laughs> Shut up. Only. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say the name. Well, I don't see it on here anyway, so it's. Uh, really anyways, they not. were um, when we walked in. They were just starting their first song, uh-huh. and the first song was "American Band" by oh, Grand Funk Railroad. Sure. And I'm like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> these guys are not Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. oh boy. So we thought we would sit in the bar for a while just to see how it was all going to shake out. Right. Yep. They had a good crowd though; it wasn't packed. Okay. You know, you could walk around in there and stuff, but, you know, it was a good crowd. <clears throat> and uh, so we sat in the uh, bar listening to them, and um, they improved dramatically with they're the getting, second song. They're getting warmed up. Rock, that kind of heavy, heavy-ish kind of classic rock is not their forte. Okay. No? They played the Beatles, like a bunch of Beatles. Oh, okay. They played Badfinger. Uh-huh. Okay. They played... Seals and Crofts. Like nobody covers wow. Summer Breeze. The, the vocals these guys had yeah. were out fucking standing. They wow. weren't a good like like rock out band. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're, they're tight. Yeah, they that vocal thing that they did, like it, it takes balls to cover, you know, uh-huh. um bands like um ba- a Badfinger. Like and right. you know, yeah. It, it's like it's like, you know. And they also did Crosby Steels Nash and Young. Were they an older band? Um age wise? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't. I don't, you know, I don't they see 20-somethings doing. No, they weren't They weren't in their 20s now. <laughs> but I, I was, you know, we were like, every song, we were like, wow. Okay. That sounds really good, you yeah. know. So we ended up really enjoying it. Okay, good. Uh, so my my sort of message to those guys is don't change, get rid of that first song. Yeah. Just start <laughs> yeah. with what you, just play what you do really, really well. You know. They were like maybe, nice maybe it's like a maybe it's like a pool they shark. Nice you know, they, they like, come up, play a shitty song. You're like, "Fuck these guys!" And then all of a sudden, they they hit it out of the ballpark, and you lose okay. twenty bucks. I see who it is. I'm not saying that that was their their version of Grand Funk Railroad was shitty. It was just it's like not their, not their really style. Like, it was like it was <laughs> like, come on, guys, this is rock and roll. Like, but when they when they started doing what they did really well, yep. I was you're like, yeah. so not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I you know just just blew my mind really good. Sweet. Um, oh boy. Oh crap! There was something I wanted. I'm like I said, let's save it for the podcast. Yeah, and now, now we're podcast, and I can't now remember. It's it? gone. Where's, where's your thought now? I know it's right up my ass. If it was up my ass, I'd know where know it was. That. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. boy! So don't you hate when that happens? It happens. So let's go ahead. Which what do we want to do first? Do we want to do stuff? Let's do let's do our uh, rock be- on TV before MTV. Let's okay. Let's get into that. <clears throat> Guys, okay with that? Yep. yep. Okay. So we'll start with Ms. Lily. Okay. So. Since MTV predates me by three months, I didn't get to see any of these shows live. So I'm just, you know, I know a couple of them. I saw a couple of reruns. So I had to do a lot of research on these. So just bear with me on this one. Um, So I found Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yeah. Okay. Never saw it. Oh. Till today, I started watching a little bit there of things go. I found online. But during the 60s and 70s, in the middle of the classic rock era, the only opportunity fans had of seeing their favorite bands was through 
um, concert tickets, or you mm-hmm. could um, watch this show, which apparently was pretty awesome. Uh, it premiered for the first time on broadcast in 1973. Uh, most homes around the world only received televi- televised programming from less than a dozen broadcast channels. That's scary. Uh um, I can't think. I'm sorry. How many? <laughs> it started as a show called In Concert in 1972. The show's performance in the was at the 11:30 p.m. time slot. Uh, had huge ratings. He, um, <laughs> what? Don Kirshner, who had been associated with the In Concert series, left the show to develop the iconic Don Kirshner's Rock Concert Television series that lasted until '81. Again, probably before I was born. And was broadcast on American television. Um, they had the Allman Brothers, Bad Company, Badfinger, Black Sabbath, David Bowie, Alice Cooper, Billy Joel, Journey, Kiss, Skinner, Rush, the list goes on. Um, the first band to ever appear on the show was the Rolling Stones in a live appearance from London. Wow. Yes. Very cool. What I remember about Don Cursor is SNL used to parody it all the time. And they had Paul Schaefer as Don Cursor, which, and now I think That's about funny. it. That's funny. That's which, funny. That's which, uh, funny. Which, when I think about, it, remember uh, Marty? Marty was it Marty Puffkin? Puffkin, yeah. That that character is based loosely on his Don Kirshner persona. Nice, but yeah, he uh, he would come out and introduce like the Blues Brothers and stuff like that. You know, any of the parody music, but that yeah, I just I, I remember watching it as a kid, going. Whoa. He had quite a variety. Yeah. from this list on that yeah. show, so that's nice that it's not just like classic rock, or I guess it wasn't classic rock then, was it? Yeah, it was rock. Uh, it was just rock then. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! The, 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 the place I work now, uh, the one chef is like, "Hey, what kind of music you like?" I'm like, oh, "I like classic rock." She's, "I gotcha," and she pulled up her, you know, playlist or whatever, and uh, it was just like, it was the most six. It was like the most sixties sounding, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> so the next night I come in. She goes, oh, let's listen to some music. And she put on like Metallica. And I'm like, now you get me, boo. Now you get me. <laughs> she did some research on you. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, what are you playing? She she looked up your algorithm. Yeah, she did. She looked <laughs> that right up That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you I had a, an idea for a band uh-huh. called The Algorithm? <laughs> nerd. I like it. Nerd. I can, there's so many visuals like that come to mind, and I so many things you like, 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 like artwork and stuff you could do with that. Oh yeah, freaking hilarious! I <clears> like <throat> it. Um, Don Kirshner's rock concert was something that I did not see very often. I I ran across it accidentally here and there. I never mm-hmm. really could never pin down exactly what was going on. Right. Unlike another one we're going to talk about, um, which has which actually said the time that it was going to be on in the title of it. So. Oh, there you, yes, yes, right, right. Oh, okay, right. Really I know what you mean. Make, that was <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but the Don Kirsch's rock concert. Uh, I had recently wa- rewatched uh, "Miracles Out of Nowhere," which is the documentary about the band Kansas. Mm. And the one of the things that the guy that signed them, supported them, put spent you know thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> on each album for them. Until they came out with Left Overture, which was their, which 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 would blew them up uh-huh. and made them like big rock stars. Uh, just like he was like, just had this faith in them. He just believed in them, and he, you know they he would always give them the talk like, you know, we guys we really need 
some kind of single here. You know? <laughs> I'd appreciate it. You know, I'm glad you're these records, fun, you know, these records are kind of, but... kind of, you know. And uh, but one of the things that like they were able to do was they were able to play Don Kirshner's rock concert. Uh-huh. And they said that it was really weird because where they played, there was there was no audience. Right. Oh, yeah. There was no audience, and some of the videos are like that. They, the, the the bands don't play to anybody, right? Or just like people wandering mm-hmm. around the staff uh-huh. of the that's interesting, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> and kind of disconcerting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said they just, but they didn't care. You know, they were just they couldn't believe the, the, this had happened to them. That they, yeah. I mean, this is we're from fucking Kansas. Yeah, exactly. We have to do. We're gonna have to do a podcast on them because they're. Mm-hmm. It's like that's amazing. It was a, they're fucking like, you know, hill people. Yeah. Yeah, they're far, they look like farmhands. They look like farmhands. Yeah. Like, just come out of the field? What would the... I'm surprised we haven't done a podcast. I love the tractor here. So, but Don Kirshner's rock concert, and Don Kirshner himself was uh, really responsible for the, the you, know, you know, promoting the shit out of them and, you know, getting Kansas to our ears. Yes. So thank you, Don Kirshner. And Congrats. Don Kirshner, yeah, I put, I put links to these in... The notes. So if you can find the notes, you can find them on Podbean. But if you just go to the website and click the links, you'll you'll see it. Because these are there are some folks on YouTube uh-huh. who have put like a bunches of episodes of these together, yeah. and you can watch a whole playlist. Mm-hmm. I was watching one from another show, which we're going to talk about later uh, when you guys uh, came down tonight to uh, record. And it, they're just it's the way you to see what these bands look like, and yeah, and the, everything <laughs> like and and. Don Kirscher's rock concert is a rock concert. The right. bands are performing live. Yes. And awesome. there's no going back in the studio and fixing, fixing this and that. Uh-huh. There's no sequencing. Uh, there's no laptops. There's no auto-tune. No. Go, who to thunk it? I wouldn't have never thunk, thunk it. it. And... It's always a variety of bands, like all kind, like like Lily was saying. And some of these bands would come on, like if if the song required a, a string section or mm-hmm. a horn section, that they brought a string section and a horn section. Right. Yeah. You know, they just brought everybody. It was needed. like there was no faking anything. It was no, just. It was there. We we were watching a Bee Gees thing, I think, before Lily got in here, and they were they sounded fucking. Dynamite! Just really, it was right before they went um, disco. It was like like seventy four, seventy five, and they sounded freaking great. And they've got like a whole stage full of musicians. And I'm thinking about all oh, these guys were getting paid. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. they're all you know. So it was a you know musician. You could go out and make money if you could play pop music. Um, what what do you got, Mister Pittsburgh? So this uh, this next one, um, uh, there it is. Okay. Because uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about this. This one, I can remember two distinct episodes in my life that involved this particular show. It was on USA Network, and it was called Night Flight. Remember Night Flight? Oh, wow. I forgot about yeah. Night Flight. I yeah. have not heard of that one. You never heard of that yeah, one? Yeah, no. I remember that now, Night Flight. Yep. And there's two distinct uh, uh, things that I remember. I was in the Army, and uh, I'd come off a shift or whatever, and it was late, so Night Flight was on, and it'd be on all night, and it would repeat. Oh. So, like, the first, if you missed the first three hours, just stay up, watch the next three, and it's the same thing again. But the one thing I remember, one of the things I remember is a video that was at the beginning of the show, and it blew me away, so I literally stayed up all night to rewatch it. And after those two times of seeing that video, I didn't see it again for decades. <laughs> and that video is Midnight Mover by Accept. Do you remember? Do you guys remember that? Vaguely. 
So the thing about this this um, thing is it in, it it it, in, uh, it did something with it's it's a thing called bullet time photography. Do okay. you know what that is? Excel lightness. I'm going to tell you, and it's it's made famous by the Matrix, and mm, the reason mm, they call mm. it bullet technique is the camera rotates around the scene as the bullets are going through it. The way they do this is they have yeah they literally have cameras all around that particular scene and then they will flash from one camera to the next as if you were moving yeah that's cool. right wow that sounds and that's how they get that sounds technique. expensive <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. it probably is <laughs> well well uh um, midnight mover was one of the first videos to ever use this technique and you're literally as except as playing in the middle of this like circle you're flying around them <laughs> then you're flying above them and below U- udo is that his yeah name? udo udo's legs and at one point they stop and you look right up at his crotch it was the funny and i'm like did i just watch that so i had to stay up and watch that all <laughs> over again to watch that and then that video just this is long before YouTube the or anything like that. As a matter of fact, one of the first things I did when YouTube came around is I looked for that video and I found it and <laughs> saved it. And I, it's still in my thing saved. Nice. The wow. other thing about Night Flight, I'll tell you real quick, is it introduced me to a cult favorite of Lily and I, uh, uh, a little uh, kind of indie film called Ladies and Gentlemen yes. with Fabulous Stains. That's the first place I ever saw it. Freaking love that movie. And that's another one where I stayed up to rewatch Watch it, it in the morning. I'm like, this is <laughs> fucking fantastic <laughs> but uh yes yeah, so a night flight uh night flight was an on oh i'm sorry it's not online it started out uh, it originally aired from 1981 to 1988 before moving to syndication in the early 90s um yeah it says it returned in 2018 the cable in a short form 15 minute program but i don't know i don't know nothing but that lou i just remember literally staying up all night to rewatch what I had just watched, but night flight, night flight, night flight on USA. That is some crazy talk there, Mister Pittsburgh. Yeah, with your night flight. My next one is: I discovered this while I was bored out of my mind. My sister and I uh, were visiting my grandparents for a month in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was like an old folks community. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, but they but they had cable. And we found accidentally something called the Blue Gene Network. Ah, yes. And it was cool. It was just cool. This is not it what was, I know either. It was mostly, <laughs> it only ran for one year. Oh. It didn't really have a long, um, I thought that I had a wiki thing here. I do not. I must have messed up the wiki, wiki thing. But it only ran for um, one year. And how did I know that it was? That there has to be a wiki. I'm sure wiki. There, there is. it is. Well, they're calling it's not the Blue Jeans Network. It's Blue Gene. Yeah, yeah, singular. Yeah, no. it's only one leg. No. That's not it. It's only one gene. How many genes are there? <laughs> Just one. Just one. I always wondered that about that word. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there Why? more than one? Like, are you buying two jeans? Like, can you buy just one jean? No. No, that's not a thing. No, I did not mean the Blue Jeans Network. Okay, but um, yeah, it ran for about a year. Didn't last. Didn't didn't last real long. But they played rock concerts 
and there were some interviews, and I saw a couple um, that were really, that summer, they were really good. I saw Chicago. I believe it might have been no, it was yeah, you know, it was, it was Chicago. Terry Kath was not there. He had already. This was after he had already passed away. But the guitar player they had was a was a total beast. He played a white Les Paul, if I recall. Mm. And <clears throat> I could have misremembered that because of the next band I'm going to talk about. But <laughs> he he did. I just remember him doing this really extended solo. And he was just like all over the stage and it was like fucking awesome because you think of Chicago as being like really like kind of mellow. Right, right. <clears throat> but they, they, they rocked out. They sounded really good. And I was completely, you know, they, I was, so I, I became a Chicago fan immediately. And then the next one we saw was Fleetwood Mac. Nice. Ooh. From about 1980. So this was probably after they had released Tusk. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were touring on that. I don't think Hold Me had um, uh, had come out yet. No. But, um, and they were really good. The only reason I said that about the Les, White Les Paul is because I know that Lindsey Buckingham played the White Les Paul on a couple of songs. Yeah, yeah you would ask <laughs> about that, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I, I could have those things, two things mixed up. So, and I, we were like, oh my God, Fleetwood Mac, you're so amazing. You know, we love, you know, immediately fell in love with Fleetwood Mac. And then the last, the other band we saw on there, only saw three, was April 1, no. Yeah, it was April 1. I was going to say, because I remember seeing that and being blown away. Well, that's the first well, and time. That, that be, that's like what mm-hmm. ended up happening when MTV came on. Cuts from that were shown as music as their videos, videos. As their uh-huh, videos. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, not all of them, but as some of them were. And um, I was like, I was like, these guys were like the Canadian Skinner. They had like three lead guitarists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was sick. They were really great vocal. They had great vocal yeah. harmonies too. Re- really good band. Um, and they... And that's I didn't really do. I don't even know if I ever even heard any of their songs before that. I don't even I, no, if I even I knew who they were. Um, I think at lot long after that, um, DVE started playing "Just Between You and Me" and "Sign of the Gypsy mm-hmm. Queen" mm-hmm. and some of those songs. And then they put out another album with um, uh, "She's a Roller" and those yes. "Roller" and those and those songs that were like a little bit became a little bit more popular. Uh, but I saw, yeah, those three, and I was really young and um, impressionable. Yeah, you know, I did. It was the same because I'd never seen a rock, never seen yeah. a rock band. Well, I yeah, heard I, them. Yeah, and Ooh. all of a sudden, here they are. And my like, my first thought was, are they really playing? But then I watched them really close. I'm like, they're really playing. I remember going like, so this is what a rock concert is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like completely blown away. And I saw those things, and they played a couple of times while we were out there. And I came back to Pennsylvania and never heard or saw the right. Blue Jean Network ever again. Wow. Yeah. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever again. Until YouTube. Right. That was one of the things like, I did, Yay. too, was I had to go find the Blue Jean Network to see, did I dream that? Yeah. I'm like, it couldn't be called the Blue Jean Network. And I even remembered, like, there was like a little, a kind of a silly intro that they did each week. And I thought that I, and I was right. I had remembered it exactly it, yeah. as it was. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the reason it's called the Blue Jean Network was because they got 
blue jean companies as sponsors. Oh, that's so cool. Jordache, oh, Levi's, okay. whoever the, you know, remember that? Remember that? Oh, was yes, I remember jean. the ads yep. would come up. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, okay. That was the whole thing. Designer <laughs> jeans were all over the place. So it was the Blue Jean Network. Interesting. Yeah, and they, you know, there's a few concerts out there. You can, I put links again uh, in the show notes and uh, they're on YouTube. It's, you know, it's very cool. The, the one, the first one that starts the playlist is a uh, uh, an interview and then a concert with Journey. It's very cool. Wow. So what do you got, Ms. Lily Von Six? The next one is the Wolfman Jack Show. Wolfman Jack Show. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I knew about Wolfman Jack was because of American Graffiti. And then when I looked it up later, I'm like, because uh, I'm like, this guy has the voice. He had to have had a show of some sort, radio, what have you. Uh, but it was a variety comedy or com- Canadian variety television series which aired on CBC television from 76 to 77 and syndicated to stations in the United States. Uh, the Vancouver-based series was a co-production of the CBC and host Wolfman Jack's production company, Howl Productions. Um, international music guests were combined with Canadian musicians such as Bachman Turner, Turner Overdrive and the Stampeders. Um, and then there was also comedy from Peter Cullen and Danny Wells. Uh, and then like, like they had sketch sketches from the famous people players. Um, trying to read here. There was a series. Uh, this series was broadcast con- concurrently with Wolfman Jack's other music series, The Midnight Special on NBC, where he was an announcer and co-host. Um, it was a half an hour series, Tuesdays at 730 from October 5th, 76 until September 13th, 77. So it didn't last very long, no. but it's... Uh, but I do remember it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do remember <laughs> I don't remember any of these. I had to look them up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to just put a link to it so the people Wolf can read Man more about Jack. it if yes. they want. I was not aware of that. I do have the Midnight Special on my list, right. so we can talk about that whenever we get to that. But yeah, I was complete. I did not know this. I did not know that. But he has got the best Wild voice. wacky stuff, Ludini. <laughs> wild wacky stuff. Oh! I have to tell you something. I'm gonna I'm go going to interrupt the podcast for a second because I got to tell Kevin something. Okay, go ahead. I was watching on YouTube. I should just talk about this in my YouTube minute, but I want to say before I forget. Yes, I was watching one of the things I like to watch on YouTube are like lists of movies in different genres mm-hmm. to see, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know. And I watch different people. So there was this list of the top movies from twenty horror movies from 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were showing like a very, very brief, not a, not like a trailer, but like right. maybe 30 seconds. Snippet, you know? sure. And um, this one movie came up and I have to watch it. It's called The Breach. Okay. okay. Alex Lifeson from Rush is in it. No, no boy. Yeah, I told Gary Matasso about it. He's like, oh yeah, he's in a couple movies and he's in another horror movie too. It's, called, it's a horror movie. It's a Nick Cutter story. Yeah. Now so, I'm gonna you're making me gonna watch wow. someone from Russia. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna watch the breach. <laughs> I wanna I wanna I have to I have to watch it. I didn't I never heard of it. I did read the book by Nick Cutter though. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Cutter has uh, that's not his real name, but he chooses the name according to the type of book he's writing. So if ah. it's called Nick Cutter, that means oh, there's, it's, there's gonna be a lot of violence, very going on. You know, a lot, there's a, there's a lot of body horror in his stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Alex license in it. So very I'm sorry. Cool. Can, uh, so the Wolfman Jack, I was unaware that um, such a thing existed. That's fascinating. Only in, a year. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Uh, I uh, I became aware of him. I think he. I don't know how I became aware of him. Maybe because of his show. Maybe because of the Midnight Special. But he was just like there. Yeah, he like just all existed. Of a sudden, he just existed in the seventies. <laughs> he was like Susie Quattro. Yeah, like you know what I mean. That I we talked about this. I think on another podcast a couple years ago where. 
I saw her documentary. Mm-hmm. I thought she was an actress who they right. who was like just got pretty good at like you know doing some music stuff. Kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? And did not realize no, she's an like a real serious musician yep. who happened to land this 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 role on television. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I loved in American Graffiti where they're driving around trying to find Wolfman Jack. Right. You know what I mean? And there's all these rumors about him, about how he broadcasts from an airplane and all kind of stuff <laughs> like that. And it's like, at that time, like, the DJ was like like this, like, really, like, mysterious, mysterious person, you know? <laughs> Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain. I know. What's your next one, Mr. Pittsburgh? Oh, man, that's, that's, he comes in, he, he gives me tapes to play and stuff. Hey, listen, little girl, if you're out there... Kurt wants you to give him a call. <laughs> he does that very well. That's terrifying. So you had brought this up, and it was next on my list, and that is the Midnight Special. Midnight Special. So we can talk about that now. Let's talk about the Midnight Special. <clears throat> it's Midnight Special. Okay, all right. Before we start, no hell. which yes. came first, the Creedence song or yeah. the Midnight Special? That's a damn good I don't know. The, I mean, I always thought... Uh, naively thought that the song The Midnight Special by Creedence was about the television show. That's what I thought too. But I don't think it's about a train. Oh. Let oh, the midnight special shine so. a light on you. Did you hear that like the whole beginning like it's all about you okay. know this, there's a bug up in the pan and you be in trouble <laughs> with the man and oh, all that. You know what I mean? My. So it's nothing like, to do with the So I think it's like about it's a train or the midnight special might be some kind of <clears throat> substance. <gasps> That was ingested to help you forget about your shitty life. Oh. Oh. So there might be some type of heroin or something. Oh. Midnight special. But I would love to know that. So why don't you continue? While you're doing that, I'm going to look it up. um, Why don't you look it up, Lily? I'm doing it. So Midnight Special, just so you know, Lils, uh, Midnight Special premiered August 19th, 1972. I was not born. Well, I was barely born. (laughs) I was born again. (laughs) Yes, sir. The Midnight Special is an American late night music variety series originally broadcast on NBC during the 70s and early 80s, created and produced by Bert Sugarman. Boyt! Sugarman, so sweet. Uh, it premiered as a special on August 19th, 1972, as I said, then began its run as a regular series on February 2nd, 1973. Its last episode was May 1st, 1981. Wow. Uh, the 90-minute program followed the Friday night edition of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. So there you go. Uh Bert Sugarman, by the way, is mm. his name, not Bert Sherman. Um, he was a television. Did I say Sherman? Yeah, I meant Sugarman. He um, Sugar he was Sugar. a television producer, and they were like, okay, you know, we need something to come on like around midnight, like after uh-huh. after after the Tonight Show, because what are you doing? We're all looking shit. Oh, up. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm we're sorry, about I'm the sorry. midnight special I thought I heard song. Talking. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're hearing things again. I know, it was on, it's on the recording. I remembered it's on the recording. <laughs> okay. But so they were like, "You got. We need something." You know. So he was like, he started thinking and thinking about it, and he thought, "No, they didn't come to him. He was thinking that there should be something." Is what he was okay. Thinking. He says, "And that's remember when the TV would end." Right. <laughs> Yeah. The national yeah. anthem and then it. That would yeah. be it. So you kids today, I mean, you have no idea. You have no fucking idea. 
You wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you yeah, you would just be on the yeah. snow on the TV. <laughs> but I so, that. so there was no late, late night programming like Johnny Carson. That was the end. That was, that was it. The Tonight Show. Good night, everybody. And so he started thinking, well, can we put something later? And they, he decided on this music format. Mm-hmm. And he pitched it, and they were like, no, 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 no that, that's not going to happen, you know. No so gracias. he said, fuck it, I'm going to produce an episode on my own, and then I'm going to license it, and then when I get the money, I'm going to make more episodes. There you go. So I don't remember the net. You did you say which network it was on? NBC. Was on I, I have it right in front of my face. I can't believe it. Right there. So he did NBC. He produced one episode. He got John Denver's manager, I believe, to kick in. He says John has to host the show. Oh, okay. So John is the first person to host the Midnight Special, and the they fucking loved it. Like oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was a giant hit immediately. Immediately, they needed more episodes, and then the rest, as they say, is history. Amazing roster of bands that played that, like so many, from ABBA to ACDC, yeah. Patsula Clark. Uh huh. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Peter Frampton. Mr. Chuck Berry. Just Last everyone. Night in the Pips. <laughs> Al Green, the Guess Who. Heart. Wolfman Jack was a, was also, he was a presenter on there, of course. Billy Joel, Elton John. Uh-huh. Back to back, right, right, right. Uh, Journey, Chris Christopherson, Gordon Lightfoot, REO Speedwagon, Robert Fripp. How about wow. that? And it was also a... A showcase for stand-up comedians. So it was the whole like rock and roll culture with the music and then the comedy. Uh-huh. The first comedian to play the Midnight Special was George Carlin. Nice. Okay. Yep. Steve that- Martin has a very famous appearance on there. That's like re- that's shown a lot when people show Steve Martin clips. Uh-huh. Um, the one where he d- drops the microphone and he says, "Wait a minute, I'm a professional." And then he like lays down on the floor and talks into the microphone and everybody laughs. Like right. that super famous yeah. bit of his. Yeah. That's that was filmed uh, at the midnight special. Wow. Just and again, guys, like it was such a treat mm-hmm. to see people playing music on fucking television right. because right. you couldn't unless you went to a concert which when you were 12 you didn't do you that you really couldn't go to um so you had things like this yes and it and it was like really really cool it was like and they would put it on late at night because they probably figured the parents are done with the tv uh-huh. they're going to bed they're going to so bed. this would be for like teenagers with yeah. stamplers nothing yeah. to do so in it Kept, I don't know. I don't know if it kept kids home out of trouble or not, but it seems like it <laughs> might have done not. that a little bit too. I don't. Probably I don't not. think there's any scientific studies. There should be on that. There should be. Let's get a grant. <laughs> Study it. <laughs> it, but it. But that was the one. That was the show. Don Kirshner's rock concert. I didn't see that much, but I did see this. I would stay. At my my parents would go do something, and they would leave me at my grandmother's house. My dad's mother's house. Uh-huh. And my cousin Joycey was there. And now her mother was very, very permissive. Like, they yeah. could do whatever they wanted. My parents were always like, uh-uh. you know, what would Jesus think? And <laughs> could be watching with you. Yeah. And so, so so the first time I saw the Midnight Special was Joycey. She was like, let's stay up and watch the Midnight Special. I'm like, I had no idea what, what it was. <laughs> You're like, all right. I'm like, eh. okay, all right. <laughs> and it was really cool. You know, I was like, wow, this is what cool kids do. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
but I rarely saw it. But um, I, I did see it a few times. But again, it was on late at night, and like my parents were like, you know, you're going to bed. <laughs> Nine o'clock. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was just a little. I was a little young at that point. So what do you do? This is going to squeegee into the next one I want to uh-huh. talk about. So what do you do? Yes. When you are too, it's you're too young and you to stay up too late at night. Yeah. Okay. But you still are interested in wanting to see music on TV. Jeez, oh, I don't know. Bandstand. <laughs> dun, dun. We're going I, hopping. Oh my goodness. That's all I'm going to sing. <laughs> it's a uh, American Bandstand. Yes. Which was th- this came on and I'm not I I don't know what what time it originally ran. Um, I remember it like uh, on it the weekend and afternoon. Yeah, it was Saturday. It was yeah. on Saturdays either before the nightly news or like right after. So like at six o'clock or something like that. I think it was it was before before. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it was still light outside. Okay. All right. Yep. So you would watch a Dick Clark would Dick Clark production. Dick Clark hosted Dick. it and. It was primarily a dance show. They mm-hmm. had dance contests yes. and things like that. But he would bring musicians on. Right. Now, because this was, you know, Dick Clark, and yes. it was primarily about dancing, they weren't going to have live music. Right. right. The artists all pantomimed yes. to, to the songs. But you still got to see them performing uh-huh, uh-huh. and you got to see what they look and, like and for kids yeah. who are around maybe 10 to 13 something like that it was like great you mm-hmm. know it was just like you oh, could yeah. check you know it, it, there were so many bands that i saw on there i saw um i saw night the first first time i saw i ever saw night ranger it was the first time I ever saw John Mellencamp. Uh-huh. Nice. It was the first. There, there was a whole bunch of um, first time I ever saw you too. Yeah. Just it was wow. just fucking sick. You know, you could see these amazing bands. Was and, like I said, sick. it was pantomime. So um, that was my sort of like you know my parents weren't around or whatever, and I could sneak that. Uh, and, why, and my parents remembered Dick Clark. They thought he was a nice man yeah, because yeah. he was from their generation too. <laughs> exactly. Right. So like they didn't really poo-poo that too much because they knew who Dick Clark That's was. Dick Clark. And he was okay. a wholesome young man. That was yeah, easier for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Dick Clark's having Guar come on. He should have. I, I don't know. He may have. He did. I believe that. Uh, well, I'm gonna see. Let me see if there's a list of artists. There's, that, uh, oh, yeah, there's uh, gonna be a hundred million. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so um, you have the Sex Pistols on. What's this? Fuck you, Duck Clark. Oh, these are those dancers. Oh, oh, wow. Those are the regular dancers. There's got to be a list somewhere. There's got to be a list of the bands yeah. on band that played on bandstand. But there's a there's a gazillion of them. Um, though I put a link again on YouTube. Some YouTube folks have created a playlist for this, so I put one up. And uh, the first video that plays is Pat Benatar doing Heartbreaker. Wow. Nice. And I was going to say they sound great. Well, of course they sound great because it's, it's, it's yeah. bad recorded. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But what's what was always interesting was he would talk to the bands for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. after they, I'm making air quotes, performed. Right. So he says to Pat Benatar, he goes up to her right away, and the first thing you know, he says something to her like, um, "Wow," he says, "I don't know." I don't think I would ever mess with you. You seem like one mean lady. 
Oh. And then he says, how much do you weigh? I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Like, are you doing Who that? Who does like, that? And, and yeah, you know, well. and you, so and then he, he starts talking something about her vocal range, which he just made a comment because he's not a musician that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she was the total trooper and she was very gracious because she's not a cunt. Right. <laughs> right. You know, she's not like, um, what's the uh, uh, wet, uh, wet, uh, wet ass pussy bitch? What's her name? Ugh. Yeah. Is that Cardi? Like these girls today that are all either. like, you know, I can't believe he said that to me. You know, she took it in stride yeah. and she was probably grew up watching American bands. Right. So she was probably like, fuck, we're an American bands and whatever. I don't care. I can't punch him in the yeah. face yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not yet. And, um, and you know, he goes around and he introduces all the members of the band too. that drummer that she had. He was on a, um, I'm sorry. His name escapes me at the moment, but I saw he, she, he played with her for a long time. Uh-huh. Eventually the band members changed and stuff right. like that, but he was her drummer for a really long time. And he was, he was such a great drummer. He was very energetic. He would jump over the drum, right. kick, play, you know, yes, run around yes, and stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, amazing drummer. But yeah, um, American Bandstand for if you're looking for something that's, you know, trip down memory lane, you're going to see all these people dancing and uh-huh, wearing clothes uh-huh. that are like from back then. It's it's kind of fun for that, but it isn't live music. Nope. But in the, in the uh, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, and the very, very beginning of the 80s, this was the only way you could get a glimpse of your folks right. doing anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we're yeah. going to talk about what we think is better later, but once we finish up here. But uh, what do you, Lily? You got another one you want to talk about? I have one more. I have Hullabaloo. 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 What a Hullabaloo. American musical variety series that ran on NBC from January 12th, 65. H U L L A B A L O O. B L. B A L O O. Yes. Okay. Um, ran from January 12th, 65 to April 11th, uh, 66. So another one with just oh, wow. one year. Uh, similar to ABC's Shindig and the co- in contrast to American Bandstand. Um, it aired in prime time. Excuse me. Uh, directed by Steve Binder, who was uh, who went on to direct Elvis Presley's 1968 comeback special. Um, served as a big budget quality showcase for the leading pop acts of the day. So they had um, Sammy Davis Jr., Jerry Lewis, um, Simon, <laughs> Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel, the Mamas and the Papas, Dionne Warwick. Uh, the Love and Spoonful, The Rolling Stones, The Yardbirds, Sunny and Cher. So a whole bunch of pop acts, as mm-hmm. I said before. Um, the Animals, all of them, blah, 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 blah. The first 13 episodes of Hullabaloo included black and white segments taped in London and hosted by the Beatles manager, Brian Epstein, oh. where he introduced up-and-coming UK music acts to the American audience. Well, ain't that some shit? Again, I don't know this Fun. one. <laughs> yeah. I just Fun. looked this That's one okay. up. We didn't know that one yeah, either. So um, I vaguely remember it. I know the mm. name. <laughs> you had another one you want to talk about? Or not, not? Not, but okay, we I'm going to just run a couple down real quick. The old, Speaking of Hullabaloo, yeah. what about the old Grey Whistle test? Right. This was a television series that was from Great Britain, not, uh, from, Mer- not, from, not America. from America. America. Uh, nine, original ran from 1971 to 1988. Wow. Um, sometimes abbreviated to OGWT, Old Grey Whistle Test, <laughs> British Television Music Show, devised by BBC, 
BBC producer Rowan Ayers, commissioned by David Attenborough. Huh, how about oh, that boy. name? Oh boy, how about David that? David Attenborough. Wow. Aired on the BB on BBC Two from eighty one from seventy one to eighty eight. It took over BBC Two late night slot from Disco Two, which ran between September of seventy and July of nineteen seventy one. So Disco Two was obviously not about disco disco. They're probably having something to do with discs like the record, oh, like albums. Oh, I see what you do. Yeah. There. All right. So, um, uh, which ran, again, while continuing to feature non-chart music. Interesting. Uh, the original mm. producer involved in an executive capacity throughout the show's entire history was Michael Appleton. Um, it, de- it derived its name from a Tin Pan Alley phrase from years before. When they got the first pressing of a record, they would play it to people uh, called the Old Greys, Doormen in Grey Suits. Huh. Any song the Doormen could remember and whistle, having heard it just once or twice, huh. had passed the Old Grey whistle test. Well, that's I, interesting. I was wondering where they got that name. The more you know. <laughs> do, do, do. Ah. That'll have to do. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Interesting. Um, so it featured a gazillion bands, and of course, thank you, Wikipedia. You're not giving me a list mm-hmm. of the bands, but great. Um, I again put a link to it, and the first band that plays is Adam and the Ants. Wow! Oh. There you go. Okay. Um, real quick, we have to mention PBS Soundstage, which still runs today. Nice. Um, and they had rock acts on it. You would turn on Channel 13, which is supposed to be yeah. educational. Right. And I saw Watch a Journey concert. I saw the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. Okay, exactly. Yep. yep. So, and it still runs. Um, there's a, a relatively new one that when I pulled when I pulled up the list, one of the first ones that plays is a pretty new one from Leonard Skinner. They're doing like their oh, stuff from wow. the new album. So it's there. It's out there. Mm. You know, so you can just stream these on YouTube that's yeah. it, it's a, it that that's fun and I think we hit pretty much all the ones we were gonna hit well there was a you know when you bring up uh, PBS uh, soundstage there's Austin City Limits it was another way you could see sh- the shit. I, well, shit. I can't believe we were. I can't believe we forgot Austin City Limits I know well we I, I was going back to my childhood and remembering what I saw <laughs> As a kid and being blown away for it because it's the first time I'd ever seen real musicians playing or pantomiming. But yeah, Austin City Limits. I'm going to just, I just want to catch the dates on Austin City Limits. Okay. I forget where it was filmed. Um, Maybe in Austin. (laughs) You need smacked. Ow. (laughs) Austin City. Um, I think it looks like it started in 1976. Yeah, cool. And uh, that the 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 uh, the original theater that it was was filmed in was eventually tore down, I believe. Yeah. Um, and somehow Willie Nelson bought Austin City Limits or bought them the new place or owns the, or something like that. Austin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willie Nelson's involved with it. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, it overlaps with the MTV thing for sure, but yep. it was that uh, you could hear a lot of artists that just it was what was cool about Austin City Limits was you heard a lot of artists that weren't on the radio. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you you could discover yep. people. I mean, that's how I learned about uh, John Prine, John Hyatt, 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. John Hyatt's is fantastic. Yeah, John Hyatt's is really shit. good. He's got a couple of them that are really good. Um, uh, several several bands. I, you know, that, I'm drawing a blank. Eric Johnson. It's the first time I ever heard Eric Johnson. Yes. He's on Austin City yes. Limits. Of course, Stevie Ray Vaughan. St- Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh. That, that concert, that was cool. Stevie Ray Vaughan played, the, Th- the Fabulous Thunderbirds played the first set. And then Stevie Ray Vaughan played the second yeah, set, I believe, or yeah. vice versa. I can't yeah. remember. At one point, they played, the brothers played together on a song. Yeah. But that was one show that that episode played, and I was waiting like my because my parents were always like really they were so religious, you know, and if they thought something was too worldly, Ooh, they didn't my. want us to watch it. So I had That's it on, and I was praying to God. I was not looking at my parents because I didn't want to see any like disapprovals. <laughs> my uh-huh. dad actually really liked it. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. He appreciated like the music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. Uh, Austin City Limits oh, is a really good one, guys. and I, we would be remiss if we did not mention Ed Sullivan. Oh right, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, the Ed Sullivan introduced the world to so, so many mm-hmm. bands, and there's all kind of fun controversy uh, surrounding that. You know, with, between the Rolling Stones, let's spend the night together. Had to become, yes, yes. Let's spend some time together. Wrong. <laughs> um. Um. Tell a girl we couldn't get much higher was yeah. had to be changed, but he didn't change it. And they said you'll never be on again. And then they had the doors on again. <laughs> the whole thing, and I was like, uh, Elvis. Okay, so real quick, they said he. Sh- they said that you can't show Elvis from the waist down yes. and all that. Yeah, that was the networks. Ed Sullivan, none of them ever said that. Oh, none of them ever said that. Colonel Tom Parker made them shoot it like that. And then spread the rumor that like he, the way he swings his hips like is too obscene for television. That's very smart He's marketing. Brilliant. Huh? That, that, that <laughs> was smart as fuck. And that's why when when uh, Barbara Streisand asked Elvis to be in A Star Is Born, he said, "I have to ask Tom, Tom Parker." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom Parker said, "No, you ain't doing that." No. You know, well. but, but he listened to everything he did because he was so fucking brilliant. He, yep. I mean, he made Elvis. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Elvis Presley is, then you need to go look that shit up. Look that shit up. What um? Yes. What Christmas song? What what Christmas? Real real quick, we're just throwing our opinions, okay? Um, what's one of your favorite? What's your favorite? One of your favorite Christmas rock songs, Lily? Blue Christmas, but done by Joe Perry (laughs) and Elvis too, I guess. That was not Steve Perry. Or Joe Perry. I'm Joe sorry. Perry. Steve Perry. Wow. That was that really wasn't Joe Perry or Steve um, Perry. It's on uh, Mary Axmas, so it is all Joe Perry's version is all just guitar, but it sounds very bluesy and very Aerosmith like. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And then of course Elvis is done. It has as that Elvis. sassy Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, thing. of course. Sassy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about you, Mister Pittsburgh? You got one you want to throw in the mix? What the? What was the Spinal Tap one? <laughs> Christmas with the Devil. That's it. That's my favorite. Surprise. <laughs> That's my favorite. I also like heavy metal Christmas by. Um, well, we're gonna have, you're gonna go around again. Go, Sorry, oh, I didn't know we were go, doing go that. Go again, Jesus. I didn't know. I don't listen to Christmas music. Why? Because I'm a because I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Christmas. Okay, the one I'm gonna throw the first one I'm gonna throw out is "Socket to Me Santa" by Bob Seger. I know wow. that. I know that one. Santa's got a brand new bag. That's <laughs> awesome. It's really really good. Really really good. And there's a cute little uh, cartoon video. That somebody made. I don't know. I can't, I can't believe it's the actual video to the song. It might be. Um, it's really cool, and it's on YouTube. So check it out. Give me your give me your second pick. Uh, heavy metal uh, Christmas by um, Twisted Sister. It's on um, a Twisted Christmas oh, album. Yeah. So it's basically the Twelve Days of Christmas, but you get 
12 different kinds of gifts uh, that are more rock related and metal related than, you know, 100,000 birds, which is what you get in the original song. Um, so there's like leather jackets, hairspray, skull earrings, quarts of jack, studded belts, that sort of thing. It's just fun. <laughs> okay. Mr. Pittsburgh, you want to add another one to your to your playlist? Yes. This is from the queen of rock and roll, the queen of noise, Joan Jett's Little Drummer Boy. Oh. Yes. God bless her. Little drummer boy. He's a little drummer boy. I'm going to put Carol of the Bells by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I got to hear that one the other Uh, night. When I I heard that, man, the first time I heard that, I would catch snippets of it. They had just started to break, and I would catch like the very end of it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I was at work, and we had the TV on, and uh, Regis and... Kelly mm-hmm. were on and they were like you know they were like the, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra that was just had started yeah. and they they were like on their first tour and they played that and I was like fuck <laughs> this is killer and that was that's Alex Skolnick remember him he yes. said one of those uh, shrapnel, yes. shrapnel yeah. guitars you know yep. um it, it was like it may, if you never heard it go pull it up on YouTube it's really good <laughs> really really good what do you got <laughs> Uh, my last one on my list is actually Santa Claus is Coming to Town by yeah, Alice Cooper. It is, cur- oh. my, it is my current ringtone oh, on my phone. So you're taking the Jackson 5's nauseating song and getting revenge on it by Alice Cooper. And it uh, definitely puts the fun back into Christmas for me because I, right. I can't take Christmas for too long. <laughs> Alice. It's C-L-A-W-S. It's L-A-N-C-O-L-N. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I will get. I, I've gotten. Well, I've had typos like that I in know, emails, and I've had people That's write back and like tell hello. me. Uh, and you say bite hello. me. I just <laughs> laugh. I don't. I, I think it's. I think it's nice that people care that much about what <laughs> your, yeah. my email. They have to <laughs> like, write back. Hey, like, dude. I'm like happy for any responses, even if it's like you're a they, fucking idiot. You misspelled. Um, shit. <laughs> Give us one more, Mr. Pittsburgh. One more. I'm going to go all the way back to the Beach Boys a Little Saint Nick. Nice. Little Saint Nick. That's a fun one. Little Tiny Dick, Little Saint Nick. Wow. <laughs> I don't think those were the original words, though. Yeah, Beach how do you boys. like that? Beach Boys. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Yo, Beach Boys. B O Y Z are the Beach That'll Boys. Yeah, they won't fuck with you anymore. And my last one is Father Christmas by the Kinks. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, that's so good. That, I knew you loved that song. That yes. is just like that's it. I'm ne- I never get tired of it. Like a lot of them were. There was there were some uh, rock Christmas songs that I liked in the beginning, and yeah. then like guy got tired of after a couple of years. One of them I was really young. I liked the Springsteen Santa Claus is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but then after then I got like really kind of young. Yeah, because it's you hear it all the time. It's like okay. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? And this isn't really a song, but make sure you guys, before the week is up, listen to once at least Santa Claus and His Old Lady by Cheech and Chong. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I wa- oh, I watched Up in Smoke this week. That was did you? Of course you did. I watched with somebody who had never seen it before. Nice. Yeah. And we, did they enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, good. We laughed of our asses off. And um, I knew, like, when you, even, like, when you know what's going to come, you start mm-hmm. laughing sooner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, Lou, you knew my mom. Yeah. Cool lady, right? right. Yeah, she took me to see that movie. <laughs> That's my mom. That's God awesome. bless her. 
it, it's yeah. If you don't know, it's by Cheech and Chong. Find it. Uh, go, go find yes. it on your places. And the other movie I watched. Yeah, Lily, you might want to hold your ears. Uh oh. No hell. No, it wasn't a rush movie. Oh, Star Trek. Okay. Wasn't that new Star Trek? <laughs> I watched The Sound of Music again. Oh, I love that movie. Okay, I that's fine. Your mouth. I haven't <laughs> seen The Sound of Music. Yeah. Since I had watched it like on television, usually around Easter, right? Isn't that when they would yeah. run it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they would run that. And I hadn't seen it. And uh, Sharon had never seen it. And I'm like, you've never you seen the sound me. of fucking music. I, right? I thought they made you watch it in school. And <laughs> so, so we put it on. It's super long. It has an intermission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> for us, like flew by. Yeah, we, you know, and she was like, "I don't listen," but when the song starts, she goes, "I know that song." Yeah, of yeah, of course. Oh, I know that song. Yes, She's like, yes. know every song. song you know. Yes, they're like every from just like being like songs that like other people have recorded or hearing friends just mm-hmm. right or or being referenced in movies and some exactly. people singing to each other yes, whatever yes. or being parodied. They're right. just mm-hmm. it's like it's a total phenomenon. Um, I was there. <laughs> A lot of it's shot on location. Some of it's shot right. in the studio. Mm-hmm. It is stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like so I, I'm not. I'm gonna sound like an old man, but it's like they don't make them like that anymore. No. It is they just don't. crazy, and it's filmed in Salzburg. I was in Salzburg in 2001, and I'm I was getting chills because I was right. like, "Holy fuck!" I hadn't seen this movie since I had been to Salzburg, mm-hmm. and it was like. I was there. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was there. You know, it's a very um, old, 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 old uh, city in Austria. Um, if you uh, are, you should go. It's beautiful. If you travel, you should go see it. But uh, yeah, so like I we took a, this, the movies today suck. There's so much yeah. just fucking suck. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going back and finding old shit. And that you did. But it's um, old gold. Old let's, gold uh, shit. Let's, okay, let's give the audience to, before we move on to uh, our final segments here, What uh, I have a couple of ideas of gifts for rockers mm. or musicians. Okay. Do you have oh. any idea? What, what, what would you like to get, Mr. Pittsburgh? You're a rocker and a musician. What would I like to get? Yeah. As a rocker and a musician. As a rocker and a musician, what would I like to get? Oh, you know what I'd like to get? A Rickenbacker 4003. <laughs> Check Okay. That's what I want. We're thinking like stocking stuff. No, for you, I, hey, I, I'll make a stocking. <laughs> to, um, you know what? I'm always looking for picks. But I, I let me tell you this. Our good friend, Chris, uh, uh, the, the wolf himself, sent me some hollow flash picks. So I actually got my wish this year. Nice. They're beautiful. I think for guitar players, um, always, always anything like what I think is picks are great but i think anything to keep all the little shit we have kind of straight oh, organized. like little like yes. organizers picks, yes. like like little things for the the hold the pick yeah i think i think it's a um a great idea um guitar strap yes guitar straps aren't like cheap no, no they're, they're expensive. not like, nice ones are, are are expensive that's actually a really nice gift yeah. for a guitar player yeah. yeah you know um i think too with with drummers again they have all kind of like accessories and stuff for like sticks you could like mm-hmm, there's all kind of mm-hmm. clever things out there um uh for that i know this is being very vague i should have we i thought we were going to pick exact things i, I thought you that's guys would have i did something. do that and so <laughs> Lily, you know i'm going to shut up 
<laughs> and we're just Lily's gonna just kind of like Lily's gonna do right by you. I mm-hmm. kind of found a couple of fun things that I would buy my rock and metal friends. So okay. Ibanez Quick Access Guitar Multi Tool. I kind of oh, feel like that's a big deal for like you guitar good. players, Multi-tool. right? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can get it on Amazon. It makes adjustments and repairs. It's perfect for the um, unexpected problems that you guys have on stage that I've seen many times, by the way. <laughs> Exactly. Um, alcohol is another one that I put on here, <laughs> just of any kind. But a do-it-yourself guitar pick punch. Now, I know you guitar players oh. are very specific on what kind of guitar picks that you use, but maybe yeah. you need one in a pitch. You can get your a credit card that you're not using yep. as a pick punch, and now you That's have a, cool. a guitar pick. That's cool. So kind of a neat idea, I think. Mito Mosquito. Yeah, yeah Mosquito. <laughs> Oh, and coloring books. I have an Alice Cooper Excuse coloring me? book and a heavy metal coloring book. I think they're pretty cool for oh, us non-like uh, musicians. Um, I would. <laughs> I will recommend a, a, a fun gift. Yes, if, especially if you have a Beatles fan in your life. Okay, get the fifth Beatle. It's a. It's a. Uh, he, he's a still available. Novel. It's a. It's a, uh, it's a graphic novel. Oh, it's very oh, good. Yeah, I've, find, I've heard of this. Find it on uh-huh, Amazon. Okay. It's really really cool. There you um, go. I interviewed the author. Of that book, it was very my very first interview. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, uh, it's about Brian Epstein. Okay. Cool. It's all about, and it's it's really neat. It's really well done. It's like you know, if you give it to somebody, you'd be like, they'd be like, oh, this is kind of impressive. It's yeah, nice. yeah. You know? That's pretty. Yeah, cool. it's not just some like oh sure comic book or paperback or yep. something. You know. Yep. Um, and by the way, if anybody wants to know, yes, um, I my pick preference <laughs> is the Dunlop. Jazz 3 XL. Ooh, very specific. So, well, there's no camera right now, no, but um, yeah, you're holding it up to. I'm like holding it up nothing. to the camera, but yeah, it's uh, Jazz 3 XLs. They're, but you don't really need to buy me them because I I bought like four bags like a couple <laughs> you years bought ago. Bought a gross. Yeah, and like and you still about four or five unless left. You lose them. <laughs> yeah, you can't. They're indestructible. Yeah. they don't yeah. even really wear down from the strings. Nice. So, nice. That is my uh, just my use a sixpence. Just use a six pence on Isn't me. that Brian? That is Brian May. I heard that Billy Gibbons plays with some kind of coin, too. I've seen... Uh, I don't know that. I've seen quarters cut down. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. Do you ever see that pick that it's made out of... Wood? I think I think it's made out of some kind of wood or something. The pick okay. of destiny. And the pick yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's her, what's his name on Five Watt World talked about it one time, Keith? And, and it's yeah. like it's like forty dollars. Wow! And it's like it better play the guitar. Like made, for me. Yeah, it's like made for your hand and this whole oh, thing. Come on. Um, I want to. Okay, so we're gonna well, let's see. We talked about that. That that okay. was our references. Yes, yes. So we need to talk about you. I want to talk about oh, a couple boy. things on YouTube. This <laughs> way, I always do my sort of YouTube review, and um, I, I watched the um, guitars of Jimi Hendrix. Oh, um, oh I want to see Watt that. World, okay? Yeah, I want to see that. Okay. And at Five Watt World, if you're not familiar, is a um, they do these like mini documentaries, very mm-hmm. they call the short mm-hmm. history of, and these they they're like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and they present what se- appears to be very well researched information about yeah. these artists and the guitars and things like that. Um, and it's aimed aimed at musicians and aimed for specifically guitar players, but they're tagline is helping you to get the most music from the least amount of gear yes but what they're doing is giving you nothing but total fucking gear boner yeah. <laughs> like total lust yeah. for all these like amazingly you know these beautiful vintage instruments they're like out of everybody's price range mm-hmm. so you know you're running around trying to find the make and you feel, it makes you feel like I'll never be as good as whatever so because I quit. until I have that 59 Les Paul or whatever yeah. <clears throat> and you know 
I, I kind of have a gripe with that. Like, stop saying that because that's no, you're doing the exact opposite of what you're doing. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, if you really wanted to help people get the most music for the least amount of gear, it'd be like, here's a Squire guitar, <laughs> right? Set up really nice, and you know, have somebody play it really well, and you know, what I mean, through some like inexpensive little amplifier. Right? You know, there you are. Yep, there you go. <laughs> there you are. That there there you are. Um, also, um, what? So we talked about the ref. Yes. yes. Okay. So that's a Christmas movie. Yes. But are there any Christmas movies that you say to your friends is a Christmas movie and your friends go, that's not a Christmas movie? Uh, I have one that I argue all the time. It's Gremlins. They say it's not a Christmas oh. movie. I'm sorry. When she's talking about fucking Santa Claus and yep. it's stuck in the chimney, it makes yes. it a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Right. You're wrong. You're wrong. Well, you're wrong. The, the movie is about a Christmas present. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. But I have so many people telling me that's not a Christmas movie. It's, it's I, I, what about you, Pittsburgh? You, Mr. Pittsburgh, you got I, anything? I, the other day I saw, I, I forget, it was years ago, Bruce Willis gets up to win an award and he goes, look. I want you to listen to me carefully. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And everybody, you know, burst into laughter. And I'm like, I'm sorry, yes it is. Yes it is. <laughs> I can't even I can't even I talk watch about that it one, every I don't Christmas. Know. Exactly. I watch it every Christmas. Yep. Yep. You don't like that movie. I've never seen it. What? I know, but I'm are ref- you I, kidding I know me? this is gonna happen. I knew Who someday we would talk so about this. There's fun. a reason I don't watch it. Okay. I, I everybody tries to get me to watch it and I'm resisting. Okay. Maybe someday I will do is it. Is it like E.T.? With me, that was E.T. Everybody kept trying to make me watch E.T. And, you and, I, was, and I resisted. <laughs> I finally watched it, and I was like, Did you damn, cry? if I would have watched this like As when it came kid? out, I probably would have yeah. loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But like, I was just... I missed it. Like I was, I could. Yeah, it was a good movie, right? Don't get yeah. me wrong, yeah, but I sure. did not have the kind of impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean mm-hmm. on me. So, did you want to say why, or you don't want to say? No, why? it's it's just because it's just everybody because tries to get yeah, me to do you it. You kind of want. I don't want to jump on this bandwagon that everybody's on. Like I haven't yeah. seen it's, like The I Walking don't think Dead it's a because bandwagon. of this. I mean, I don't think it's like a brilliant movie. It's fun. Nah. No, it's a fun. It's just fun. I have zero interest in seeing it. Maybe someday. I um went to see that in a movie theater on a whim. I was bored. Uh-huh. So I went to see when it came out. So I had the crest at Donaldson's Crossroads, and I was I had a really good time. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's fun. It was, and it didn't <laughs> seem to like be released to like a lot of fanfare. It just sort of kind of came out. Yeah. And I think the reason I knew about it is I don't. I think I saw the poster. So that's yeah, that's it. And I think nice. I think my, I may have even just gone out there like to see what was playing and saw that was playing. I said, oh, I'll see this, and it was super fun. And the mm-hmm. other movie that I saw like that was RoboCop. Yeah. I thought it was going to be totally stupid. I'm like, yeah. I'll just go because I'm bored. But it, and it was super fun. It was about a good time. It. It's a lot they of were, fun. They're closer. Anyways, yes. I yes, I love Die Hard and I save Christmas movies well. Yes. But is The Shining a Christmas movie? Okay. Now, so the only reason I'm bringing it up. <laughs> you have to sell me. I, it, well, you know, there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of like... When Jack's going through the um, the ballroom, the 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 tables are green and the chairs are red. Okay. There's um, when Danny's sitting on his lap. It's uh-huh. very kind of like Santa, Santa, Santa sitting. Santa yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, Clauses. it takes place. We don't know exactly. They come into the uh, it, on Halloween. Right. Yeah. Okay. But you know they never acknowledge that it's Halloween. It's a horror movie, mm-hmm. and you would think like something's going to be said about Halloween. It's like completely skipped. The next yeah. thing you know, it says November thirtieth or something, and they skip uh-huh. over Thanksgiving. Oh, so maybe so that it probably isn't. So, so if they're not even acknowledging holidays, I don't think so. I think what it is is I think that it's s- subliminal. Yeah, I think that you know, and um, 
he's um, there's something about the sacks that he's laying on in the freezer that have something to do with. There's all kind of oh. like things that are like references to Christmas um, that you you could you could. In any case, there's a video. Um, by Cinemassacre. They, ah, they're yes, like the oldest yes. YouTube channel, I think, ever. <laughs> um, and I, I love them. I know some people don't like to do what he has to say, but he, he's like, yes, these are a stretch. Okay, but I know it's a stretch, is a little bit but it's just but let's fun. Hear me out. And, he's, and that's what he does. And he says, yeah. just hear me out. So he picks out all this stuff. And some of it's like kind of well like, thought oh, out. Okay. But, but he's like, I don't really think it is. But. Right. Let's just let's just for fun. He says, "I try to do this every year. I pick a, a movie that I most people say isn't a Christmas movie. <laughs> you just want to you know, theorize and it a I little just bit. want to see what you could do with it. And um, so so I put that in. Um, it's worth a watch. It's worth fifteen minutes to watch his little presentation. I fucking love him, man. He's a he does a um, he he has this whole comparative thing with with Dracula where he compares every oh, Dracula yeah, you movie. That. It's oh, really good. I would like and then to see he does that. another one where he compares all the Frankensteins. And oh, if you I would think like, like, like the um these movies these franchise movies today have no have the continuities all fucked up and everything. Frankenstein <laughs> It's like all over the place. Like yeah. the same actor plays different people in different movies. Really? Certain, somebody dies in a movie and then he's just mysteriously back in the next movie with like, yeah, like no nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know, and then like yeah, it's total it's total it's total madness. It's madness. Um, but anyway, Cinemasker, check out their check out their thing. Does anybody have I I fell down. Did you? You're oh no, right? I didn't fall down. I I, ha- I have a band. I okay. have a band. I forgot to. Okay, so d- new and notable. What do you guys got? Okay, so I went with the Christmas theme this week, and um, Nelson Family Christmas. They have a new album out. So um, <laughs> not usually all for the feel goodness or anything, uh, but I do love the Nelson Twins. Um, they have three generations of Nelson Family, including fourteen Yuletide favorites by Gunner and Matthew, highlighted by the holiday tart chopping single this Christmas featuring Carney and Wendy Wilson. Uh, Gunner and Matthew put their touch and talent on the Christmas classics. You won't be disappointed. We even get a song from their grandparents, Ozzy and Harriet, and Dad Ricky Nelson. Um, I love, I love those two guys. I met them a couple of times. Um, amazing harmonies. Also, I want to give a shout out to Blood Union. They do have a. They're a local band from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Their new single, "My Obsession," is fantastic. Where are we here? I like a thunder in the valley. That's what I thought. I got every year. But you, I played you've that. heard Blood Union. You I like played that. <laughs> Very cool. Blood Union. Oh, delicious. They're hard rock from Good band. Good band. Good band. Good band. <laughs> um, what do you got, Mr. Pittsburgh? Hi, Ludini. Let me tell you what I got. So I got the Cold Stairs. That's S T A R E S. Uh, Cold Stairs are an American rock band from Evansville, Indiana, formed in 2009. Ooh. The duo has independently released four studio albums, and eh, that's all I got for them. <laughs> but they're very cool. Uh, you know, we were talking about uh, trying to find things that are kind of notable, and so I was going through some stuff, and uh, their YouTube uh, video, Hard Times. I'm like, oh, I like this. So, Time uh, is hard, Eugene! Oh, <laughs> Get your mama to send you some money! Jesus. But uh, yeah, the cold stairs. Ain't uh, but one school down in the Delta. <laughs> I can't stand you guys sometimes. <laughs> you look good at this picture. Is there a place like this around here? Wow. It's a cold stairs. Yeah, cold stairs, everybody. Cool. Um, I'm going to do. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard yeah. of this band, Lily? The 1975? No. Wow. 
You would think from the name, uh huh, that they are some sort of um, throat like seventies thing, like Greta Von right, Fleet or yeah. something. Uh, they not are. at all, right? <laughs> they are not. Oh, I can't wait to see this. They are not. Um, they are from Cheshire. Cheshire, oh. right? Where you can buy Worcestershire sauce. Mm, delicious. Cheshire. <laughs> um. Members is Matt Healy, Adam Hahn, or Han, uh, or if you're from America, Adam Han, uh, uh, Ross McDonald, Ross McDonald, <laughs> <laughs> and George Daniel. Uh, started in 2002. These guys. Yes. Uh, I was not prepared. No. I oh. was not prepared when I when I listened to their music. I um. Justin Hawkins mentioned them and I caught like a little snippet of what it is but I didn't watch the whole video and I was like I gotta hear I can't listen to another like Iron Maiden Judas right. Priest like I need <laughs> I, 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 I'm like okay what did he what band what's the name of that band the 1975 okay I put it on on Spotify to play like their like uh-huh. top songs whatever and then I got in the shower Yes. So I was cranked up. I have the windows. I have like a, a big like uh, Bluetooth box that comes oh, nice. up and okay. real loud. For sure. So um so I'm rocking. So I put it on and I'm like, this is a great fucking song. Yeah. Next song. I'm like, well, so, well this and they can always have one good one. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. sure. And then the next one, I'm like, this is a really good song. And the next <laughs> one, I'm like, it's a really good song. I'm like, it's a really good song. And I mean, I probably by the time I got out of the shower, you know, shade the whole thing, you know what I mean? I was maybe half an hour, and I was like, every song was fucking amazing. Nice. They are not. Um, huh. They're not like a lot of the rock bands that we talk about on here, right. like mm-hmm. sort of like heavy, loud guitars and and that and that sort of thing. Um, they um, bring back a lot of um, sort of synth synthesizer type patches and stuff that would would have been on songs by bands like um, the Thompson Twins, mm-hmm. oh okay, or the Cure or yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah, you know what I mean. They have there's this sort of bed of these like sounds that you go like shit, man. Like I haven't heard that. You know that's those sounds kind of, like in, yeah. you know, in a long time, and um, it's very. Um, I don't know if they sh- if they actually shoegaze, but some of it sounds kind of shoegazy to mm-hmm. me. Um, I do kind of hear um, just like psychedelic furs and uh, bands like that kind of in, in there. They said that one of their biggest influences is Prince, and another one is the Talking Heads. Okay. Um, really, um, but they do these. The, the songs are just stunning. Just like yeah, be- they're beautiful, out. they're just like what just super well written songs by four guys all playing instruments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's, you know, novel. Yeah, that's amazing! That's amazing. They're just a band, you know. I, I just love to hear that. So, if you're in, if you're like you know, once your ears are done bleeding and everything like that, yes. you want like a, some a little bit cleanse of cleanse your palate, you still want to hear great say. music. Yes, yeah. I would, I would recommend the 1975. All right, then. Okay, so um, anything anybody else wants to add before we jump into nope. Let's do it. Top 40. Casey, um, Casey. <laughs> American. Back 40. Uh, what do we want to do here? We want to do, I don't remember what we did. Did we do 80s or 70s? We did 80s. We did 80s last week. So let's pick a good 70. Yeah, that's a good, do 70. Or is that too far? Oh, no. I it's it's done now. Yep. <laughs> it's done. I hope, no you ready, us. I hope you're ready to pay the consequences. Always. 
So we're going to go with the... We could go either one, couldn't we? Could we do the 19th or the 20th? Let's do the 26th. Yeah, let's do that. Because we're not going to be here next week. Let's go crazy. Let's go crazy. Um, Wow. Wow. Um, (laughs) Number 10 is by Badfinger. No matter what, we're talking about Badfinger. Wow. See? We know that. Gypsy Woman by Brian Highland. Hmm. Does anybody really know what time it is? Wow. Uh, Chicago Chicago. is number eight. Uh, Stoned Love by the Supremes, 77. Mm. I Think I Love You by the Partridge Family. Yep, okay. Number six, Black Magic Woman by Santana. All right, then. Uh, Number four, Knock Three Times by Tony Orlando and Dawn. Holy free holy. Fuck the next one. Tears of a Clown by Smokey and the Miracles. Number three. Yeah. I don't like clowns. Oh, oh, that's true. Sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, if you would have just left it alone, fucking. I was I was slow on the um. I was okay. slow with the just sound effects. Left it alone. Never. One less bell to answer by the Fifth Dimension. Oh, yeah. I went, I know you know that one. Sure. My sweet lord, by wow. George Harrison. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 That is just like wow. The, those the, are like you know, with the exception of well, one or two there. Those are all like major yeah. classics. Yep. And maybe the ones that that I'm saying are exceptions, maybe be just because my ignorance. But those are all like, yeah, you know, to this day, they're they're in the they're in the book mm-hmm. of like you know, that's the music you got to know. Wow. All the things. Good, good pick. Good pick this week. In um, seventy. Domino by Van Morrison I was there in 2012. Yeah. Uh, it's Impossible by Perry Como. Is it? Dun, Speaking dun, of dun, Hometown hero. Yeah. Yeah. 19. He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother by Neil Diamond was sure, on there. Sure, uh, The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin was on 28. Wow. They weren't a big singles band, but their record company kept on trying to like yep. release mm-hmm. songs and singles. Yes, yes. Um, and Your Song by Elton John was right, right uh, hanging on there at 29. Um, After Midnight by Eric Clapton was number 38, down <laughs> okay. from number 18. All right. Uh, we gotta get you a woman <laughs> by Runt. It's something to do with. So Todd Rundgren wrote it. <laughs> it was on. It was number forty. I don't think and it charted very highly. Probably still where it's at. Let's see here. Um, some ones that were down. Um, any? Um, no, I'm not seeing any ones. Oh, Mr. Bojangles. Oh wow. Was at number forty four from the sure. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. It looks like it might have been working its way up because it was number forty six the week before. Okay. So maybe it was you know working its way. So, and I think these are the ones that just popped on the sh- charts here. Um, the scanning, scanning, scanning. Watching Scotty grow by Bobby Goldsboro. Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> If you could wow. read my mind, by uh, Gordon Lightfoot oh, popped wow. on at seventy six. So, and that's a, a, a classic. Sure, that's a so classic. it worked its way. I don't know if it became like a top ten single, but it's one of those like mm-hmm. all over the radio to this day. Temptation Eyes by the Grassroots. Wow. Um, the grassroots. Yep. Ah, uh, Creed. Creed. That's <laughs> all I ever think about now. <laughs> the gears are slowly turning in my head, but they eventually clicked. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Creed. What's about Creed? Creed Bratton, who was in that band, is on The Office. Yeah, <laughs> as, him, uh, as basically himself. Basically himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought I pay. I uh, am you slow on the like, update. You thought the band? Creed. I thought you were talking about Creed. I'm like, what? <laughs> is that like somebody's dad? <laughs> no. You know, you know, started. No, no. You know, was in Creed. So now it's time for what this day and what the Beatles did. What did they do? What did well, they, they probably do? did a bunch of they did a bunch of nonsense all the they time. They do everything all they the time. Everything. Boy, I'll tell you. 
Oh, that's kind of cool. All right. Um, <laughs> he's I'm glad you jumping liked ahead. It. Well, <laughs> and speaking of the Beatles. Yes. You want to do that first? Um, you start the us off. The Quarrymen. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison appeared as the Quarrymen at the wedding reception of a oh, George's wow. older brother, Harry. The event was held in Harrison Family Home at 25 Upton Street. So they were played as brothers. Oh my goodness! I'm yawning. Because you're tired of hearing about the Beatles. I get it. No, I went even by different name. What I'm more knocked out by was his last name's Harrison. His first name's Harry Harrison. MG. That's ridiculous. Why? Was just running out of names. That's like Donna Donahue. Come on. How do you say that? Emil. Okay, Emil Ford, oh. 1959. Emil Ford at the and the Checkmates were number one on the UK singles chart. With what do you want to make those eyes at me for? What, no, what a you title! Want to make those eyes at me for of a song that's ridiculous. <laughs> what you want to make them eyes at me for? Yeah, I'm not gonna say it like that. Wow, <laughs> I will because you know because it's you because it's me. Hey, on this day, 1962, the Osmonds woo appeared for the first time on the NBC TV Andy Williams show. The brothers performed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ding-dong daddy from Duma. From, from dumbass. From oh, dumbass. Duma. Yeah, yeah. Duma. I'm a ding-dong daddy. Um, with wow. Something we did not mention is in far, as far as television shows go is the variety shows. Variety shows, Where yeah. places where you could see right, bands all the time. That. And then not only did Andy Williams have a show, but... The Osmonds eventually had yeah. their show. Don right. Marie, Marie had their show. Yep. Yep. Um, Sonny and Cher. Cher. And Cher. Yeah. Johnny Cash had a show. Uh-huh. Glenn Campbell uh-huh. had a show. Like everybody had everybody a Everybody had their own show. variety had show their for a minute there. Own variety show. <laughs> that was the thing. You had to have a variety show. Yeah. And then they would bring in all these other bands. And they would, very often you would see. Um, and sometimes they performed and some. Sometimes they sang sang with the track, and sometimes they they pantomimed. Yeah. Uh, Joan Baez, folk singer Joan Baez, was sentenced to forty five days in prison after being arrested during an anti war oh, demonstration. That's not surprising oh, come on, at all. Joan, she's just trying to make a point. Oh boy, nineteen sixty eight. The Beatles' sixth Christmas record, The Beatles' 1968 Christmas record, was sent uh, to fan club members in the UK and the US. It included the song "Nowhere Man," sung by Tiny Tim. Wow. Sorry, I missed that. Um, did I show you? Did I, uh, Watch did I out share, for the microphone. Did I share with you guys the video um, about this music, like people like Tiny Tim? No. Um, I think I sent it to you, Kevin. Didn't I send it to you? I don't think so. Um, it's not called alternative. Oh, oh, not, um, you, you, you did. It's not called specialty music. I can't you have mentioned it, it, but I don't think I ever got a video from you. Um, but I should have included on the YouTube thing. But there is, um, it's it, that genre has a sound. I mean, has a has a name. Has a name. Yes. And there are people that like collect those records and are really into it. And one of the things that the that the guy brought out was like one of the reasons it has a fan base is because. It's not homogenized at all. Like, it's literally not related to anything on the radio, like, at all. Oh, it's, yeah. it's totally its own thing. It doesn't, like, Jesus Christ. Um, it's totally I, I, Italians and microphones. 
Um, oh boy. It's, yeah. So it's so, and it's really it was a kind of interesting. I couldn't take a steady diet of it, but he was talking about how uh-huh. like some of these people have like re- really large it. fan bases. Wow. And they, you That's know they got to buy up all the records. And, you know God all the things. Uh, On this day in 1969, dudes. Uh, the Rolling Stones went to number one on the UK album chart with their 10th release, Let It Bleed, featuring Midnight Rambler and You Can't Always Get What You Want. It was the last studio album by the band to feature Brian Jones, who had died on July 3rd of this year after drowning in a swimming pool. Or so they say. He choked on vomit. He choked on a swimming pool. <laughs> he can't well. exactly dust for swimming pool. <laughs> can't really dust for that. As well as the first to feature <laughs> guitarist Mick vomit. Taylor. Can't th- oh, excuse me. That's Mick Taylor breaking the string. Oh, yeah, boy. Is that what it was? Oh, boy. Ding. Ding. Uh, there's a real famous concert with uh, its. Is it Hyde Park? What's the big park in. Oh, Hyde. Yeah. And. Sure. Um, it was a big free concert, and a, a lot of other famous people came to watch them play. And it was Mick Taylor's debut, uh-huh. and um, Jimmy Page is in the audience. Oh, Paul wow. McCartney is in it. Paul McCartney's in it. It's a few other people. It's um, really interesting because Mick Taylor was really like more of like a blues purist kind right. of guitar player. Wasn't you know? I, I think it was great of a guitar player. Was I don't ever. When they found Ronnie Wood, they found oh, that like, was it. Him and yeah. Keith worked yeah. together really well. Um, am I next? Yes. Sixty uh, yeah. nine, dude. dude. Rolf Harris was at number one on the UK singles chart with two little boys. I'll bet. Wow. Oh my. I bet. <laughs> oh my. Dude, <laughs> cry. Nineteen sixty nine again. Peter Paul 69. and Mary. Yeah, Peter Paul and Mary went to number one on the U.S. PPM. singles chart with "Leave It on a Jet Plane." John Denver wrote the song in '66 with the original title of "Oh Babe, I Hate to Go." PPM oh, paper meat. Oh babe, I hate to go. Bye. That's too long. How about "Leave It on a Jet Plane"? How about "Peace, Bitch"? Yeah, peace. <laughs> one of the songs that was like radio stations didn't play for a while after 9/11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. <laughs> Bobby right. Darren, my Darren, American singer Bobby Darren died at the age of 37. One of the first teen idols, he had the 1959 number one with Dream Lover, plus 20 other U.S. Mm. top 40 hits, including Mac the Knife. Yeah, Darren traveled with a Robert Kennedy and worked on the latter's 68 presidential campaign. He was with Kennedy the day he traveled to Los Angeles on June 4th, 68, for the California primary. Darren was the ambassador at the Ambassador Hotel later that night when Kennedy was assassinated. Wow. They don't say how he died. Uh, huh. Yeah, it doesn't say. Sweird. Well, there you are, Lily. No, he can oh, have okay, it. Oh, On this day. Do you like Joe Walsh? You, you, no, well, you no, you skipped. You skipped. Skip <laughs> oh, That's okay. Because I like Joe Walsh. <laughs> he can have Joe Walsh. I like Joe Walsh. On this day, 1974, former James Gang and Barnstorm guitarist Joe Walsh officially replaced Bernie Ledin. Ledin? Ledin? In the Eagles after producer Bill Smysick? Zimchek. What? It's Zimchek. After Bill had recommended Walsh to the Eagles. Check my uh, yeah. Uh, there's some there's, there's some noise that Joe Walsh uh, wants to get back the James gang back together. Okay, 
I, we I'd be in for hearing some James Gang. In 1980, 12 days after John Lennon was shot dead in New York City, just like starting over, which was taken from his John double. Lennon being shot in the head. Who was oh. taken from his double fantasy album, gave the former Beatle his first ever UK solo number one single. That's not nice. Oh. That was like a big thing when he when he uh, killed him. I was uh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, the House Martins were number one in the UK singles chart in this day in 86 with Caravan of Love was a cover of the Izzy, Izzy Brothers. Izzy? The Izzy Brothers. Brothers, yes. My I drunk house. My I dr- speak for a living. Yes. My drunk ass thought that said House Martinis. The yeah. House Martinis. Oh, strength of that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On this day, 1986, the Bangles started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Walk Like an Egyptian. I can hear Casey Kasem already. Right. And, and wouldn't you know it, they're at number one again. <laughs> Here's the Bengals with. Is it, 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 can I speak? That's your turn. Can, can I can 1999, I talk? readers of UK Guitar Magazine voted Noel Gallagher the most overrated guitarist of the millennium. <laughs> ah. That's so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That'll teach him. Uh, my goodness. I don't even know. I don't understand. Like, they voted Nirvana's Nevermind is the best album of the millennium. Yeah, what? Yeah, that doesn't really make sense, but whatever. This is a guitar magazine, too. Uh, 1999, Canadian country singer Hank Snow died. The Singing Ranger released over 100 albums and scored more than 70 singles on the Billboard country charts from 50 to 80. That's all you have to say. Okay. That's it. I figured that's why you were raising your hand. Oh, God. This day, 2006. Uh, Matthew Fisher, a founding member of Procol Harum, won a high court battle over who wrote their song, A Whiter Shade of Pale. I love that song. Arguably <laughs> their most famous song. Yeah. Fisher, who played uh, organ in 1967 on the next 1967 hit, had argued he wrote the distinctive organ melody, but Mr. Justice... Blackburn. Really? Blackburn. Blackburn. Really? That's his... Mis- but Mr. Wow. Oh, I see. Ruled. That's the justice, yeah. I now I'm getting it. Uh, they have such weird names. Ruled. He was entitled to just forty percent of the copyright rather than the fifty he was seeking. The court decided lead singer Gary Brooker. Brooker. Brooker's input was more substantial in Fisher's claim for back royalties. Up to one million pounds was also rejected. For almost 40 years, the song has been credited to lead singer Gary Brooker and lyricist Keith Reed. Wow. Uh, that That is always a point, like a sticky point with um, songs, like especially when you end up with an iconic right. part like that, like yeah. that organ part, like... When my first start, I played that with Mark Shuttleworth, and then he was like, "I really want you to go home and learn the organ part on the guitar <laughs> because it's like super important." Right, I didn't exactly. I, yeah. I, I I was like just thrown into the gig, and I was put on as quick as I could. So for the next gig, I did learn, and it was fun to play, yeah. and it's very beautiful. But it is very signature, and it's kind of like uh-huh. that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Like what 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 part of it? You know, is is what? What? Do you, what where does the songwriting stop, and then just sort of like arranging? Yeah, exactly. Happen. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a you know, that's a oh, sticky boy. situation. Yeah. So, and Michael Jackson, uh, Ian Halpern claimed that Michael Jackson was close to death 
I'm saying oh. 20,000 2006. 2006. The Rolling Stone magazine writer said Jackson was suffering from a rare lung condition and needed a lung transplant. He also claimed that the singer had lost 95% oh of his vision in one eye and was so ill he could hardly speak. Uh-huh. I think he went on tour not long after that, yeah, right? he showed them. Uh, yeah, no, he was not that. He was... Uh, he was on like a, what, what's that stuff they use for Pro, when they Pro, give you an operation? Propanol. Pro, Pro, yeah, they were, he yeah. was like like he was literally Propecia. like he took the song um, "I Want to Be Sedated" to like, hey, like a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, he like took that real seriously. He was like when he heard that song, he's like, "Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be sedated." <laughs> I, I think that like, could you imagine what it would been like to be Michael Jackson? No, you would no. have to be fucked in the head just a little. You would have All the to time. be fucked up, just dude. A little. I mean, I watched that. Very um, questionable documentary. I they watched did on VH1, it. You know, yeah, what I mean, I you know, and I mean, who knows, you know? But even that made it feel like this. His, you know, he You're comes by it honestly. Uh, Bobby uh, Columby from Blood Sweat, drummer from Blood Sweat and oh, Tears. Yes. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Uh, Doug, Douglas Lubon, uh, bassist, worked with the albums with the, on the. He played bass on some Doors records. Uh, happy happy uh, birthday. birthday! Speaking of that, I ran across a Doors song. Yeah. It was on one of these. Uh, Midnight Special, Don Carson, yeah, South. Yeah. One thing, it's one of the songs that they like on the album that they did after Jim Morrison died. Oh, okay. oh, okay, boy, wow, no, no, no. bad, not just, good, just, just no. It was not like it's good. you know, man, like no, no. like I like no. you, they're all very distinctive players. You know, even John Densmore is a very distinctive drummer and everything. Like they've really like you know, but. Without Morrison, man, like it doesn't it work. Just, no, it just no. Uh, happy birthday to Peter Chris from Kiss. Happy birthday, Steve Wright from the Easy Easy Beats. Happy, yeah, birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Alan Parsons, the ah. Alan Parsons producer and of course leader of the Alan Parsons Project. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Don <laughs> Heffington, American drummer, percussion songwriter. Don Heffington. Founding member of Lone Justice. This guy, there you go. I bought like their first three albums. Yeah. Uh, guy Babylon. Keyboards uh, with um, Elton John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Watt, bassist, uh, Firehose, the Stooges, and Porno for Pyros. Oh, all right then. Um, Billy Bragg, happy birthday. No need to brag. Anita Ward, happy birthday. Shang my ring my bell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Jackie, Jackie Fox. Yes, sir. Uh, bassist from uh, play with the, the oh, Runaways. Jackie, okay. sure, sure, sure. Chris Robinson of the Black Crows, the guitarist. Sure. No, Rich Robinson. Chris is the singer. Rich, Rich I'm right. Are I'm you on drugs? Rich, Rich is the guitar player. Chris is the singer. Chris is the singer. <clears throat> right. Okay. Rich, Chris Robinson. <clears throat> Graham Hopkins, a drummer uh, from the uh, band. Uh, Northern. The Northern Iron. Northern Iron. Yes. Okay. Happy <laughs> birthday, where whatever you're doing. <laughs> Um, and JoJo was born. JoJo. Happy birthday, JoJo. Nah. Get back, JoJo. JoJo. Happy birthday, JoJo. Get back, Loretta. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, boy. All right. Fuck do you guys want to wrap this piece of I think so. We're almost in two hours. Two hours and all that. Look at that. All right, guys. Go to Rock Rage Woo. Radio. And download the free app and listen to what on what night? Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I am doing my 300th show on January 5th, I believe it is. So get your submissions in. Also, my birthday is coming up on December 31st. I take um, concert tickets in size front row. Uh, Go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. 
We do not have a free app yet, hopefully no. soon. <laughs> but go there because uh, there's all kind of cool opportunities to uh, get up close and personal with us, um, become part of our inner circle, uh, listen to a bunch of uh, great interviews and uh, old podcasts. We've been doing, I've been doing podcasting for like 10 years, so there's a whole bunch of shit there. And there's merchandise. So check it out. Um, and uh, Wolf's Customs, real quick, uh, again, for a great guitar refinishing. I was going to hold up the card to the camera, but there's no camera. Um, <laughs> Wolf's Customs. Online, talk to Chris Thunderwolf Dodson. Tell them Ludini sent you. Um, Lily, anything you want to share? Uh, anything uh, coming up you want to say? Just if anyone's going to Slayer tomorrow night, buy me a drink. Oh, there so you go. CC and I will be there. Nice. CC at Jurgles. What a CC. She's not a CC. <laughs> She's CC. a nice lady. And, um, and then, of course, Christmas. Don't bother me. Yeah, that day. Have some fun oh, on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> um, enjoy some time with your families. Get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, have a great one. And uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, anything you want to add before we go? No, just Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>